Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis vet school grad. Hello, my lovely vet friends. Welcome to episode number four. I recorded this episode about a week ago, but by the time you're listening to this, it's already going to be June. Isn't it crazy that half the year is almost behind us already? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you excited to keep busting through 2023? Or are you cringing that half the year is gone and you still feel stuck? If you're excited, then hell yeah, I am right there with you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the next six months will bring. And if you're feeling stuck, don't despair. I've got you covered. I know what that feeling is like. And it's something that I want to talk about today. I know how it feels to keep cycling through the same old shit. And one of the most common things I see in my clients, and something that I've actually done a lot of work on myself, is overcoming that fear of failure. The sinking, anxiety, and stress in the pit of your stomach, that worry, and that catastrophizing about the future, and all the unknowns, and the what-ifs that keep you stuck. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about how to become unstuck. How the fuck do you get unstuck from the cycle of worry, stress, and anxiety that seems to plague so many of us vets? We're going to do this in three parts. First, I'm going to teach you a little bit on how to understand feelings. This is a key concept in coaching, and it makes a world of difference when you understand your feelings and how to use them to coach yourself. It's super important because worry is a feeling. Stress is a feeling. Anxiety, fear, that dread that something has or will go wrong. They are all just feelings. And this is really important to know. Secondly, we'll look at why we worry. And it's not because something is wrong with you. It's not because you're weak or not good enough. And... It's fucking optional. Feeling stressed and anxious and fearful is optional. Yet we do it all the time. And finally, we'll talk about how to stop worrying. It's no secret that stress, anxiety, fear, worry, they all feel terrible. And if they feel terrible and they are optional, then let's figure out how to stop doing it. Because once you kick your anxiety to the curb, you open up so many options to move forward. These emotions are keeping you stuck and spinning. So let's break the cycle and start a new habit. Sounds great, right? Let's start by talking about some examples I'm sure you can relate to. As a veterinarian, over the years, my career has changed direction several times. And what I've learned about myself is that I am good at and I enjoy surgery. In fact, that is now my niche as a doctor. 
It actually took me a relatively short amount of time to figure this out. But what took me the longest, and what I wish I'd figured out so much sooner, is how to stop worrying about my surgical patients. Can you think back to a time when you did a surgery, and you were just so worried about the patient afterwards, or over the following days, sometimes not being able to fall asleep at night because your mind kept wondering, how is that pet recovering? Or maybe you were worried in the days prior to the surgery and were having anxiety about everything that could go wrong. Or maybe everything went great and you were doing great until your receptionist came to you and asked you if you could fit in Mrs. Jones for a recheck with Fluffy because the incision looks like it's open and she's concerned that she can see bone. Does this sound familiar to anyone? I bet it does. And even for the doctors who prefer medicine over surgery, we still catch ourselves worrying about a treatment plan for our patient. What if this medication or dose doesn't work or has side effects? What if I chose the wrong treatment option? What if this pet doesn't get better? The worry and the stress and the anxiety, they just keep showing up. Now, not only does worry feel terrible, but it also does not help us problem solve. So when we free ourselves up from anxiety and worry, we create space to come up with a plan and a solution. Okay, sounds great, you say. So how do we do this? Well, let's first answer the question, what is worry? Worry is just a feeling. That is it. A feeling, an emotion, is just a sensation that we experience in our body that is created by our thoughts. It is a combination of neural pathways, neurotransmitters, chemicals, hormones, that when circulating, create a sensation in our body that we experience. Don't worry, I'm not going to jump into a bunch of neurobiology right now. Just understand the basics. The thought traveling by a neural pathway triggers a cascade effect, which in turn creates a sensation in your body that you experience as a feeling. So what does this mean? It means that you do not feel stressed or anxious or worried because your patient may or may not do well with your treatment plan. You only feel these emotions because of the thoughts you have about it. So let's take one of those examples from before. Say you perform a laceration repair and everything went well. The repair looks great, you're feeling great, the dog went home fine, client is happy. But a few days later, the wound starts to dehiss. Now, the dog is at home when this happens. You know nothing about it. You do not feel anxious. As far as you know, everything is fine. How you feel has nothing to do with that circumstance of the dehiscence. You only start to feel worried when you find out about it. If no one ever told you, you would not have been concerned. You thought it went great. It is only once you start having thoughts about it that you start to worry about it. Isn't that crazy? This is a key takeaway. Only sentences and thoughts create 
feelings, not the situation. Feelings are the fuel for everything in our lives. They fuel whether we do or do not do something, whether we say or don't say something. They drive our actions. They determine whether I add to the solution or I add to the problem. And worry, it's not a fuel that will ever serve you. Anxiety and stress and fear are shitty fuels. What we want is to come from a place of confidence, determination, patience, calmness, creativity. These are the types of feelings that will allow you to problem solve and to find a solution. We want these positive emotions to fuel us as much as possible. Think about how you interact with your team, the client, and how you approach the problem when you are nervous or anxious versus when you're confident. The fuel, the emotion driving your behavior matters. If you approach Mrs. Jones feeling anxious and nervous, you're likely going to appear so in your conversation with her, and you may not come across as very competent. However, if you feel confident and calm, you are going to give her a much better impression and she is more likely to trust you and your ability to fix whatever the problem is. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit and now let's talk about why we worry. Worry doesn't feel good. And if stress and anxiety feel terrible and they are only created by our thoughts, then why do we do it? Why do we worry? The first reason is that when a problem arises, sometimes worry feels like the only option. It's what our brain is wired to do. It's what many people know how to do. We just immediately go to it like it's a given. But it's not your only option. Worry is not your only option. But this does not mean that we should go in the complete opposite direction, right? I'm not saying that when you get the message from reception telling you about the possible dehiscence that you should somehow choose to feel excited or happy or think how awesome. But what I am saying is there are millions of options between this and worry. And you want to choose one that serves you. Don't worry yet about what you should think and feel, but just learn to understand on a deep level that it is not the only option, and it certainly does not have to be your default option. The second reason we worry is that it often feels useful. It feels preventative in some way. It feels like if I worry now, then maybe I can prevent the bad thing from happening. We make ourselves feel terrible now in order to avoid feeling terrible in the future. The reason I don't want Fluffy's wound to dehiss is because if it does, I'm going to feel worried. I'm going to worry about Fluffy's health. I'm going to be concerned about possible pain and infection. I'm going to feel anxious about healing and complications. I'm going to worry what Mrs. Jones will think and if she's going to be upset with me or whether she will lodge a complaint. I'm going to stress over if my boss thinks I'm doing a good enough job or is going to say something negative to me about it. In other words, I'm going to feel a bunch of negative emotion. In fact, 
the same negative emotion I am choosing to create for myself right now. Even though I have no idea if this wound truly is dehissing, and if it is, how bad it even looks. I mean, come on, how many times have you done an incision recheck where the client was concerned about it, and when you see the pet, it's healing normally? I am stressing about what Mrs. Jones thinks about me, even though she may come in and say, it's all her fault, because she decided to remove the e-collar and leave Fluffy unattended for five hours. I'm worried about what my boss is thinking, and if they're thinking I'm a shitty doctor. Even though these types of complications are completely normal, and it's very, very likely that they've had their fair share, and are actually going to be understanding and supportive. Yet, here I am, freaking out about a bunch of potential scenarios. Isn't this crazy? Feeling a bunch of negative emotion now does not prevent them from happening in the future. It just means you're going to feel them for twice as long. Or feel them twice, once now, and then later when a problem actually does occur. Or you're going to feel it for no reason at all because nothing actually went wrong. So this is why we worry. We think it's our only option, and we think it's preventative. And if you do worry, there's nothing wrong with you. This is a natural human behavior. It just means that you have a brain and you have these thoughts and they seem so ingrained that you don't question them. You don't slow down and think of other options. And that's okay. It's good to recognize. Worry feels so important and necessary and useful, but it's not. So this brings us to point number three, understanding the truth about worry and how to stop worrying. The truth is, worry is just an emotion created by a thought. Anxiety is just an emotion created by a thought. Stress, fear, all of it are just feelings we create with our thoughts. It's not an indicator that something terrible has happened. It's not an indication that you are in any danger. It may be. Sometimes the things we fear do happen, but also sometimes they don't. Worry is created by the thing that we think may happen in the future. It's like our brain is trying to solve a puzzle, but we don't even know what all the pieces are yet. Worry is not about what is happening in the present. What is happening in the present is just a problem that your amazing, capable, intelligent, creative brain can solve. We have an amazing capacity to problem solve, to think creatively, think critically. We are so resourceful, but we can only use that part of our brain when we operate from a different emotion, like confidence, calmness, patience, determination. Imagine this. You're spaying an in-heat, fat-ass, large-breed dog. You pick. Dealer's choice. Whatever breed is going to fuck with you the most. You're doing your thing, and you drop the pedicle. Fuck. And the abdomen is filling up with blood. You're having difficulty visualizing your surgical field. Your tech is fumbling with opening the lap sponges. What the fuck are you going to do? 
You can choose panic. You can choose to freeze. You can choose to poke around blindly. If you're up for it, you could even choose to run out the room screaming. Probably not your best choice, but it's an option. Or you could choose to find that motherfucking vessel and ligate the shit out of it. You can choose to find the bleeder and fix it. Maybe you do it alone, or your colleague jumps in to help, whatever. But imagine, you choose determination. We're going to find it. You choose to be calm and give instructions to your team on fluid therapy, getting more sponges, gauze, whatever it is they need to do to help you. You choose to be confident that your surgical training is going to help you fix the problem. Doesn't that feel so different? When you choose to approach this with determination, confidence, calmness, it's going to feel so much different than if you choose panic and if you're poking around blindly and you're sweating and your hands are trembling. Sure, you may still find the pedicle and ligate it, but imagine how different it's going to feel if you're doing it from a place of anxiety versus if you're doing it from a place of confidence. Worry is just an emotion and you can handle it. I'm not expecting you to be worry-free. Nobody is. But what I am saying is you can choose to slow down, to process it, to breathe, and to work through it. And you open yourself up to the possibility of choosing a different emotion. Remember, you don't have to worry. It is not preventative. As your coach, I'm giving you permission to feel another way. You do not have to worry. And you'd be surprised how many clients do not even know this is an option. They feel like if they do not worry, then somehow they're being a bad doctor, a bad mother, a bad partner, a bad friend. And this is simply not true. Not feeling worried or stressed or anxious does not mean that you do not care or that you do not want to help. Say, for example, your friend or your child or fiancé is going through something terrible. Then worrying about them is not going to help them or you or help you help them. You probably want to be supportive, kind, compassionate, caring. These are the types of emotions that will help you to show up as the person that you want to be when somebody close to you needs support. These are the same emotions that are going to help you show up as the person you want to be when you need to support yourself. So no, choosing not to worry does not mean that you are choosing not to care. In fact, worry only makes it more difficult to problem solve. We panic and worry about how we're going to fix a problem that may not even be a problem and we certainly don't even have all the information yet. And once we do have the information, if there is indeed a problem, we just get to work on solving it. In coaching, we call this intentional thinking. We decide on purpose how we want to think in any given situation. We learn how to choose what we want to think and feel. 
So when I hear about a possible surgical complication, like a dehiscence, I allow myself to feel worry. It's going to pop up. And I also allow myself to recognize that this is a normal feeling caused by normal thoughts that I'm having. I allow myself to process this feeling and to redirect my thoughts to something that can help me create peace around the problem. Even if it's just for short periods of time, this creates so much relief and so much clarity and calmness for me to move forward. Some of the thoughts I like to practice are, whatever may happen, I will figure it out. Or, I'm not going to panic now because it will not prevent me from feeling worried or anxious in the future. Another good one is, if there is a problem, I can handle it. If I do feel negative emotion in the future, I can handle it. And a good question is, who do I want to be in this situation and how do I want to show up? For me, I would like to offer confidence and reassurance and calmness. In the example of the possible dehist lac repair, I want to offer these feelings to myself and also to my client and even my team. Sometimes our poor techs get anxious because they're feeding off our anxiety. So how can I be an anchor for them as well? How can I support my team when something goes wrong? I can choose to feel these, the calmness, reassurance, confidence. I can choose to feel them right now. And if I choose to feel negatively later, like say shit really does hit the fan, that's okay too. Just because I'm not worried now doesn't mean that I don't care now or that I'm not going to care later. And I am so much more useful from this place. I promise you that when a problem presents itself to you, when a challenge presents itself to you, your amazing, resourceful doctor brain will help you figure it out. What is actually intolerable to us are these potential future problems that may not even exist yet. There is no challenge that you cannot work through in the present. Now, if this sounds useful to you, and you're like, I get it, it makes sense, and you're like, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do it, I don't know how to keep myself in this space, well, that is what we do in coaching. I help my clients over and over again on how to choose intentional thoughts and create feelings that fuel them. I do this through the Daring DVM coaching program, where we look at what's going on in your life and we figure out how to make it more enjoyable, how to overcome problems, how to create the life that you want to live. I hear time and time again how helpful this teaching is how my clients apply it to their everyday lives, not just their careers, and how they're making lasting positive changes in a way that does not feel exhausting. And I've done a lot of this work on myself. I am so proud of myself and how I've been able to incorporate this into my own life. I love that I'm now able to share this with you, and I'm also super excited to teach you. So if you would love to learn more, I would love to show you the way. You can do this by joining the Daring DVM coaching program. It's found on my website, daringdvm.com. 
You can also receive free content by joining the Daring DVM mailing list, also found on the website, or come check out at Daring DVM on Instagram. You can also just keep listening to this podcast. And if you do, I would love it if you would take a minute to rate and review the podcast. And even better, drop me a comment or DM me on Instagram and let me know what you think and what you want to hear about next. Okay, my friends, I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream. Take care. I will see you next week. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up-level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life, I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.